Life is hectic, so wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with Factor's chef-crafted and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 options a week, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more, they've got a variety that fits your lifestyle. Factor has restaurant-quality meals ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. They also have various easy options for the entire day, from breakfast to midday bites, smoothies, and more. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is a nutritious and delicious experience, and it won't break the bank. You can customize your meals by choosing 6 to 18 per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule deliveries anytime to fit your schedule. Factor meals are 100% hassle-free, giving you more time for what matters. Head to factormeals.com slash otherside50 and use the code otherside50 to get 50% off. That's code otherside50 at factormeals.com for 50% off your delicious, hassle-free meals. My story began when I was in labor with my daughter in July of 2000. I was induced into labor and had been having contractions for about 13 to 15 hours and hadn't progressed very much. So it came to a point where my daughter's heart rate dropped very low and it was too dangerous to allow my labor to continue. They needed to do an emergency C-section. So at that point, I had just heard that I needed to have a C-section, quickly became okay with it. And then I started palpitations in my chest. I felt my heart racing and I couldn't catch my breath. And I remember turning to my mother who was at my side and I said, I'm having trouble breathing. And immediately the nurses jumped in. My mother was taken away. I was pulled on my left side. Oxygen was put on my face and they started wheeling me out of the room. And I was in the hallway and I was trying to breathe. I was trying to bring air into my lungs and it just became absolutely impossible. I was, it was like sucking air through a teeny tiny little straw. I was just trying to breathe. And there was no desperation or panic. I was so focused in on breathing and, and I, all I was thinking about was my baby. The next thing I remember was just trying to breathe and feeling this from behind me and above me, this sort of peace come and I, my eyes closed. And the next moment of my vision returning was I was way above my body. I didn't recognize the object below was me. I didn't know that I had been a human being. I was just this pure conscious awareness. And I watched as these tiny black particles came racing up to where my vision was and sort of surrounded my vision in this undulating little static cloud. And I was completely detached from everything that was going on. I didn't have any earthly references at all. I didn't know what human was. I didn't know what people were. I didn't know I had been one. And I watched my daughter being born. I saw my doctor with her in his hands and then hand her to somebody at my right shoulder who took her and turned around. And I remember feeling the feeling of curiosity, wanting to know what's going on here. And then I sort of floated around to the other side of the room. There was another person at my left shoulder sort of doing this motion. And I know later that I had a catheter put inside my chest. And I felt more curious. I just felt this desire 
to know more deeply about what was going on. And then I had this tugging to my left. It was sort of like a pulling and I resisted because I wanted to stay there and wanted to know more. And it pulled again a little bit harder. And I just agreed. I said, okay, I'll go. And I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know what was pulling me. Then as soon as I sort of released this resistance to staying, I started moving very quickly through the, it was like an undulating wall into this bright white flash of space. And then into the denser particles that I was, but very dense. And I sort of merged into that and I was moving along very, very fast, but it, it didn't feel fast. And I looked to my side and saw that the, the dense particles were sometimes a little bit fluid, a little bit like sort of grayish white and black. And all of a sudden I stopped and I had this download of information. And it was the answer to all the questions I'd ever had. And it wasn't like specific ones that I was thinking in my mind that were being answered. There was no thinking mind for me. It was, everything was through feeling, through emotion, energy. And all of my questions were answered and it all came down to one answer and that was love. And I just remember feeling this, the moment that I realized that I felt this immense, all-encompassing, blissful love. It was, I could have just enjoyed that feeling forever. And it was like, oh, this is what it feels like. And then I saw a white sort of speck off to my left in the distance and it was sort of drawing me to it and I wanted to go to it. So I started moving in that direction. And, and as I got closer, it got wider and wider and wider. And it was sort of this roundish cloud-like opening and in the opening there were these shadow beings and there were adults and there was a little boy in the front and I could I just intuitively I knew it was a little boy it's again everything is through feeling and I felt that it was a little boy and I could feel that he needed my help so I went into that space I went past them and they all sort of fanned out to my left and I moved into the room and and it was again this cloudy grayish white space it was just very, very calm, very neutral. And then the shadow beings were sort of surrounding me and the little boy was gone. And I remember looking around and, and wondering where he went. And then they started to come at me one by one and dart away very quickly. And I realized they were taking my energy. And I started to sort of diminish in that space. Like I almost like how it felt when I passed out in the hallway where everything was starting to fade. And I felt, no, I, I don't want to stay here any longer. And I was pulled out of there. I was back in the dense, dark particulate space. And then that opened up to this beautiful scene where it was, there were yellow, everything was very vibrant, yellow flowers, this huge field. And beyond that, there were green rolling hills and trees dotting in a blue sky. And that there was a, a rocky moss-covered waterfall. And then to my right, there was this dense, dark evergreen forest. And I just merged into this and, and I, I was immediately one with all of it. It was me, I was it. And it was just incredibly beautiful and peaceful. And I could have been there, I could have stayed there eternally. 
And then I was flanked on both sides by these very tall beige colored beings that were, they were like sort of draped in beige and they didn't have faces and they communicated through feeling. If you want to stay here, you can stay here. If you want to go to what is beyond this, you can do that too, or you can go back. And I didn't know what came afterwards. I didn't have a sense of that. And I didn't know what going back meant, but that's what I chose. And I immediately, as soon as I felt I'd like to go back, I started moving backwards very quickly. And they sort of turned in the opening, turned and communicated, if you go back, you need to share what you learned here. And I said, okay. The next thing I knew I was, I had terrible pain in my chest. And then there was the sound of music in my ears. And what I now know, someone had put earphones on my ears and was playing the song that my first husband and I danced to at our wedding. And I remember hearing that and hearing the melody. And I was, I was told I was actually like singing the words, trying to sing the words. <laughs> so what happened after that, I found out I was in the ICU for about 36 hours. I was intubated. They were able to then extubate me and bring me around. They had put me in a medically induced coma to recover from the cardiorespiratory arrest that I had had. I was without a pulse for eight minutes. And uh, my daughter had been born by emergency C-section during that period of time and had to be transferred to another hospital that had a neonatal intensive care unit because she was having some medical problems. And I came out of that coma and tried to climb out of the bed, unhooked myself from everything. I wanted to go home. So that was the second day after the cardiac arrest. And then they, they transferred me out into my own room. I had also gone into what's called DIC or disseminated intravascular coagulation after the cardiorespiratory arrest. And so I had had to be transfused several times, several units of blood. I'd had what they feel was an amniotic fluid embolism, which it's fatal in many, many patients. DIC itself is fatal, 50-50 chance of surviving that. And I survived both. And other than some cognitive memory sort of issues that I still linger, I have done pretty well over the years. And I had just graduated from my PA training. I had been a PA student for two years and had just graduated three weeks before I had my daughter. And when I came around, I didn't remember any of that. I had no memory of PA school, what I learned. And it was devastating. It took me months to sort of, as I healed, as my brain healed, to come around and remember things and, and be able to, to start working. But, you know, I didn't remember my near-death experience right away. I was just very changed. I was, before that, I'd been very type A always just very intense. And after that, I was sort of this kind of lackadaisical, like, what, what are you worried about? You know, there's nothing to worry about. I was just sort of floating through my days. And then I remembered or had the recall, the give, I was given the memory of my NDE 
And I woke up one day, weeks later, at home and woke up in the morning. And it was like I had had the full recall of my experience. And it was as if I were there. It was hyper real. It was so clear. And so I had experienced it, you know. And I remember just yelling for my husband and he came running and he's like, what's going on? And I was just in tears. I was so overwhelmed, so, so deeply, deeply changed from it that I couldn't articulate it. I tried to tell him and he, he listened and he said, well, I'm just glad you're here, you know. And I just, I felt so let down because this was such an amazing experience and I wanted to share it and, and it had transformed me. From that point was when I would oscillate back and forth, uh, struggling to to share it and to understand it. And of course, for me, being the scientist that I am and was, I wanted to have an explanation. So I got online and that was in the year 2000. And we had a big desktop and the internet, but there wasn't a lot of things available. I did find Jeffrey Long and I reached out to him. I found his webpage and reached out to him and, and I said, and even then I was vague because I was so, so terrified of being judged. And I said, I think something may have happened. I'm not sure. And he sent me uh, a very nice email back. And the last thing he said was pay attention to your dreams. And I felt validated. It's still, I still feel that so strongly in my heart, that desperate need to be validated. And um, so he sort of, he sort of gave me that in that email. And then I, I didn't know what to do. You know, I had this, this profound experience where I felt this deep, like all encompassing love. I knew that's why we were here to love ourselves and love each other. And how do I express that? How do I be that? So that started my journey. 10 years of sort of soul searching, having life experiences along the way, really trying to connect with that deep love that I am, that you are, that we all are, that everything is. And um, I finally, uh, about 10 years, it took me to find a way to to get in touch with it and it was really through meditation i found my myself again through meditation because you know when we leave here and we're in this other space this other dimension some people call it heaven we all have different kinds of words for it there is no there is no right or wrong there's no good and bad there's just this love and how do i become that so through meditation, I just found the words to express it and to practice and get myself back to a semblance of who I was in my NDE. And it completely transformed my life because my NDE was not just this revelation of the profound love that we are, but also the fact that there is energy that we have at our disposal that we are too that we call it's called the law of attraction it's our innate ability to create and we are here to create our lives 
how close to a loving life we create, it's determined by uh, what we choose to experience before we come here. There's so much to it, so much to it, but that's the basis of it. And I experienced the quote unquote law of attraction during my experience because when I had a desire, it was met by the, I call it the universe. It was immediately met because in that field of existence, there's no, no resistance at all. And although when I had my, my experience of resistance being out of body and not wanting to leave when I was pulled away, we also have free will. So that free will coexists with our ability to create and the ever-present love that's always here. So, you know, it took me years to, to start to really talk about my NDE. Um, so I wrote a book about it, but I, I focused more on what I gleaned from the download from the experience. And um, I call it 12 Principles for Daily Living. They are ideas, states of being, concepts, whatever you want to call them. But they're really, each one has its own energy. And when I am practicing these things, I am better able to navigate myself through my life and connect with myself and connect with other people. It changed me as a practitioner. I'm a PA. I was working in the ER at the time and very intense environment to be in. And to be able to walk into a room and come from a loving place and that for that person to visibly, I've seen people physically change after I walk in and start speaking to them. And it's very healing. We have the ability to do that for each other. So it changed me as a practitioner, changed me as a partner in my marriage. I've been divorced and remarried now, and my husband Ainsley and I have a connection that goes beyond this world, really. He also had a near-death experience when he was young, and um, that's how we kind of first found one another. But we are partners in life, and we support one another and and help each other to stay focused on what is important and, and that is relationship and love so that's basically my story we all fall in when the 